That song was written by Fanny Crosby. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross. Where thou hast died, draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. You know, Fanny Crosby could have been a very bitter woman. As a just a, a young child, she was prescribed the wrong medicine to put on her eyes, and she went blind. And she could have lived a life of bitterness, but she didn't. She wrote so many of the hymns that we sing, and just uh, her sweet spirit um, drawing close to the Lord. So thank you for that. Okay, let's take our Bibles, if you would please, and turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. The title of the message this morning is, How to Grow as a Christian. It just, you know, sometimes people get saved and they're, they're just so excited and they seem to grow so much. Um, what is it that helps us to grow as a Christian? First Peter chapter 2, and we'll begin in verse 1. And Brother Barry, would you lead us in prayer, please, sir? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day and this opportunity to be able to gather together to worship you this morning, Lord. We thank you uh, for your great love for us and, and, Lord, how we can depend upon you. And just ask that you would uh, teach us from your word this morning. Please encourage and please draw us closer to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies, and evil speaking, all evil speakings. As newborn babes desire what? The sincere milk of the word, that ye may what? Grow thereby, if so be ye have tested, tasted that the Lord is gracious. This, verse 2, the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. I think of uh, little Ellie. I think of the sincere milk. I think of how she has grown. And yesterday, uh, before the shower, uh, they were at our house, and um, she was just giggling and laughing. And, it's, and they're so precious, aren't they? It's so precious to see them grow and to see them happy. Uh, and you know what? Lord wants us that way spiritually, too. God wants us, each of us as Christians, to be growing and to be happy, and to be a blessing to others. You know, because when a baby does that, do you think the baby makes the people around them happy? Yes. Yeah, when you smile at a baby and the baby smiles at you, or when you boo, you know, and the baby laughs, uh, it makes you happy too. Uh, and so, you know what? When we are saved and growing, we make people around us happy too. It's, it's exciting to be around a person that's happy and growing. So, uh, number one, growth starts with birth into God's family. Growth starts with birth into God's family. And let's go to 1 Peter uh, 1 and verse 23. 1 Peter 1 and verse 23. The Bible says being what? Born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So the seed that brings forth this conception and birth in us to bring us to salvation, it's, it's the Bible. Notice there in verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, 
but of incorruptible by what? The word of God. So it's the Bible that we have to hear to know how to be saved. And then we respond. And that's that seed that brings forth life in us. Uh, Romans 10, 17. Let's go there for a second. Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. The Bible says, so then faith cometh by what? Hearing. Hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. So someone has to get the seed to us so we can be born again, so we can receive Christ as our Savior. Um, this week, someone got one of our gospel tracts to a person in Baltimore, Maryland. His name is Taiwan, and he got saved. He read that gospel tract, and he asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save him. So uh, someone has to get the seed to them, and so we... We try to get the seed to them. We try to print the word of God, the seed that others can hand it out to yet others. Uh, so it's exciting, isn't it? Uh, just to, to be able to print the word of God. We're like uh, the scripture talks about is the seed yet in the barn. Well, we're trying to get it out. Uh, this week I got an advertisement uh, from um, a person about, uh, this person wrote a new book and uh, what is eager to get it out. Uh, but I, I read just kind of a description of the book, and, and then I saw the cost of the book. It's pretty expensive. And I'm thinking, you know what? If I had that information, I just want to get it out. And I'm just so thankful for the church here with a desire to... Get the word out there uh, to everyone, to everyone. And it's, it's an exciting, exciting ministry. So in verse uh, 13 here, uh, Romans 10, 13, the Bible says for what? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. So how are they calling? What are they saying? People say, well, what do I say to God? Well, verse 9, Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Well, what does that mean? Confess means to, to speak the same thing as God. Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Lord means master. That's what the name means. Jesus means savior. So if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, it, it's acknowledging, God, I want you to be the one controlling my life. I yield my life to you. So as, as my master, as my savior, and shalt believe where? In thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So it's something that we mean from our hearts. It's, it's not just something we're saying to get us out of trouble. It's something, Lord, I really want you to be the Lord of my life. I I want to obey you. I ask you to be my savior. I, I ask you this from my heart. And why does it say, and, uh, and believe, you know, that God has raised him from the dead? Well, because Romans 6.23, and we could turn back there a second. Romans 6.23. The Bible says there in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is what? Death. 
So that's the importance of believing that Christ rose from the dead is because Christ died for our sins. And if he couldn't rise again from the dead, then how would we know he paid the price? How would we know? It's the proof that his blood was enough to wash away our sin. So if we go back to Romans 10, in verse 9, once again, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall what? Not be ashamed. That's part of the reason after we get saved that the Lord asks us to follow him in believer's baptism. When we go under the water, we are identifying ourselves with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. He died for our sins. And when we go under that water, it pictures death to the old life of sin. When we come up out of the water, it pictures a new life serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's a picture of what's happened in our hearts. And that's the, that's the first thing he asks us to do. It's, it's a testimony of, I've received the Lord as my Savior, and I'm not ashamed of him, and I want to live for him by his grace. So that's the, that's the first thing, how to grow as a Christian. We've got to become a Christian, and that's through the new birth, being born again. Um, notice with me in Ecclesiastes 11. So wherever we go, the Lord wants us to plant seeds. Now, I don't know if you like gardening or not. Um, to some people, gardening is a joy. Um, to other people, gardening is, a, is quite a task, uh, fighting the weeds and so on. It might depend on what equipment you have, how much you enjoy gardening or don't enjoy. But w God wants us to be seed sowers. Look in Ecclesiastes 11.6. The Bible says, in the morning, what? Sow thy seed. And in the evening, what? Withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. So the Lord tells us in the morning, sow the seed. In the evening, sow the seed. So in other words, God wants us sowing the seed all day long. The, the other evening, my wife and I went to Grand Rapids, and we stopped someplace to get something to eat. And when I went up to pay, I said to the young lady, I says, What? would you say is the most important thing you've done today? And she said, take a shower. <laughs> I said, that's a, that's a good answer. And I says, if you will read this, this may become the most important thing that you do today and gave her a gospel track. Uh, because you know what? The Lord Jesus Christ can make us clean. He can cleanse us from all of our sin. Notice with me in Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Oh, it's so good to be clean, isn't it? That young lady, that, that was when she was put on the spot. Um, that's, that's what came to her mind. It was just, it was good to be clean. And as a Christian, it's, it's so good to know that our sins are forgiven that we've been cleansed from our sin. In Isaiah 1.18, Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be what? As scarlet. as scarlet, 
They shall be as what? White as snow. Well, we should know about that, shouldn't we? White as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. It's, it's so good to be clean. It's so good to be cleansed of our sin by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go then to James chapter 5. So we want to sow the seed wherever we go. We want people to think about Jesus we want them to think about salvation. We want them to know how to be saved. In James 5 and verse 7, James 5, 7, the Bible says what? Be patient. Does anyone find that easy to be patient? Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman, husbandman is a term used of farming. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath what? Long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. You know, we have to be patient for people to receive the seed. You know, we try to sow the seed, and we have to be patient for them um, to receive it. Uh, children, many times... Uh, so readily want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. But as adults, we tend to get harder and harder spiritually as adults. So usually with an adult, it takes something to get our attention. Um, it might be uh, financial problems come along. It might be physical problems. It might be marital problems. It might be family or friend problems. It might be problems at work. Um, it might be some tragedy comes along. Uh, you know, maybe you're flying in the airplane where the, the door plug fly, falls off uh, or the, the wheel falls off the front of the airplane or something, you know. It may take something. We were flying an airplane out west and, uh, years ago. And the pilot came on and said, um, we're having trouble. I don't know. I'm thinking it was the right side, but I'm not sure. I can't quite remember. But he had lost controls anyway on, uh, I don't know if it was just the flaps or what, on the airplane. And so he said, I just want you to know. And I'd noticed we had been doing, you know, we're still flying across the country and, and we're doing like this number. I felt this kept turning. And then he came on with that announcement. He said, you know, there was a malfunction on the plane. So he didn't want us to be worried, but he had declared an emergency landing. So if we saw fire trucks, you know, waiting for us, he didn't want us to be concerned. Um, so <laughs> sometimes it takes situations to get our attention, you know, so... Um, I suppose a lot of people were praying on the rest of that flight that don't normally pray. Um, so some things it takes to get our attention in life. So it might be the early or the latter rain. So my point is this, don't give up on people that are not yet saved. Keep giving them the seed. Um, they just might need that early or latter rain. Have you ever noticed if you have a garden, have you ever noticed you can water and water things like corn, and it, it grows slowly. But if you get a nice rain from heaven, 
that stuff just shoots up. There's, there's something different. Um, and sometimes in a person's life, they need that early or that latter rain, something in their lives that will cause the seed um, to take hold and, and to grow. Um, notice in, with me in, in Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. So God wants us to be sowers of the seed. Uh, morning, evening, wherever we are, we need, as Romans 10 talks about, our feet shod with a gospel of peace. We need our gospel shoes on. Um, in Luke chapter 8 and verse 11, Luke 8, 11, the Bible says now the parable is this, the seed is what? The word, the word of God. So that's what God wants us to be sowing. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh who? The devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So sometimes we sow the seed to people, and the devil snatches it out of their hearts. Now, how does the devil do that in somebody's heart? Well, oftentimes, oftentimes it would be maybe an interruption. Um, you're talking to someone about the Lord, and the telephone rings. Or maybe um, the baby starts crying. Uh, something, something interrupts. Uh, verse 13, they on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. So these are the people that seemed like they received it and seemed like they were excited, but all it takes is something, some little heat coming on them and they're gone. It's like, well, I didn't know becoming a Christian was going to put me to this test. So they're, they're, it's like, I'm out of here. I didn't know it was going to be like this. So they had an, an, an insincere decision, not true. Um, verse 14, And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are what? Choked. Choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. That's easy to get choked with the cares of this life. Um, something happens, and, um, or I've got this opportunity to buy this or that, and it, it just it distracts me and takes me away from God and His Word. And there's many, many things that can do that. But look at verse 15. But that on the good ground are they which in what? And honest in what? Good heart. You see... Becoming a Christian deals with heart, and being a good seed sower is, is a heart thing, too. Um, those which have, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, what? Keep it. And bring forth fruit with what? Patience. There's that word again. So growth starts with birth into God's family, and then having that desire to be seed sowers. That's what... That's what makes us grow, is that we want to see other people saved and know the Lord. So then number two, excuse me, growth in the Word of God. So growth starts with birth into God's family. And number two, growth in the Word of God. First uh, Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, how do we grow? Well, we've already talked about the babies that sincere milk of the word. First Peter chapter two, 
in verse 2. As newborn babes desire what? The sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. When babies are born physically, they need to take in milk to grow and to, to become strong. And when we are born again spiritually, we need the milk of the word of God to grow. That's the secret. Um, notice in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. So, start reading the Bible every day. Matthew chapter 4. We have some Bible reading schedules to help you get on schedule to read through the Bible once a year. Matthew 4 and verse 1. We'll read down through verse 4. Verse 1, then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So this is going to be a difficult situation. We think he'd be tempted of the devil. And then another addition to it, verse 2, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungry. So being tempted by the devil, facing extreme hunger. Verse 3, and when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every what? Word, word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we need the word of God to grow. How, is it, how does a Christian grow? Why is it that some people receive Christ as their Savior and then they, they just seem to be excited and seem to grow? It's because they're taking in the milk of the word, the word of God. That's what we need. So that's number two. Number three, growth in the grace of God. Notice in 2 Peter 3. So growth starts, number one, with birth into God's family, a spiritual birth, being born again. Number two, it, growth comes through the word of God, taking it in and sharing it. Uh, number three, grace or growth in the grace of God. 2 Peter 3 18. 2 Peter 3, 18. The Bible says, but grow in what? Grace. In grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom be glory both now and ever. Amen. So grow in grace. The word grace means unmerited or undeserved favor. That's what growth is. Um, sometimes we were, someone just shared with us about a college situation and a professor gave a test and everyone failed it. I think, I think they said, I may be wrong on the percentage, but I, I think we were told like 40% is, I don't know if that was the highest score. I don't know. Or if that was the average score. So the professor then went back and just evidently graded on, a, graded on a curve then. And so the person telling us, it was like, what is this? Uh, you know, everyone failed the test. Uh, and so the professor just did a curve, somehow lowered it, and so now they pass it? Um, so the information is not being received, you know, whether it's the teacher's fault. I mean, if I was a teacher and I gave a test and the highest score was 40%, um, it might be easy to blame the students, but I would think a teacher would think, might there be a problem with my teaching? Uh, if no one passed the test, only got a 40, 
Um, I don't know. Uh, but we need to grow in grace. Unmerited, undeserved favor is what God gives to us. Notice in Ephesians 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Ephesians 2 and verse 8. The Bible says, for by grace are you what? Saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. The Lord Jesus Christ was willing to die for us while we were yet sinners. Uh, the requirement to be saved is not to clean up ourselves and then present ourselves to God because we have no means of doing that. The wages of our sin is death. We have no way to pay for the wages of our sin. Um, so we have to humbly present ourselves to God and ask him to cleanse us. Um, and so notice in Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5. So God is willing to do that while we are yet sinners. We're at this point repentant sinners. We're, we're sorry for our sin, but we have no means to clean ourselves up. So we're presenting ourselves to him filthy in our sin. Romans 5, 6. For when we were what? Yet without strength in due time, Christ died for who? The ungodly. The ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were what? Yet sinners, Christ died for us. So if we are going to grow as Christians, what is it that makes a Christian grow? It's that, that growing in grace. Understand, it's like Brother Steve said this morning, you know, when we first get saved, especially if you get saved as a child, there's many, many things you don't understand. You understand the basics of the gospel to get saved. Um, but it's, it's just amazing as we grow and learn. Uh, and just we appreciate the Lord all the more as we grow and learn. And so when we get saved, if we're going to grow in grace, we're learning more about God's wonderful grace to us, which in turn means we should be showing grace to others as well. Um, how do we do that? Notice in Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4 and verse 30, Ephesians 4, 30. Here is, here is a point that stops many Christians from growing. And if not tended to, they won't grow anymore in their lives, throughout their lives. Ephesians 4, 30, and we'll read through 32. Verse 30, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all what? Bitterness, and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye what? Kind one to another, tenderhearted, and then what? forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Okay, if you're saved, how many of your sins did Christ forgive? All of them, or we wouldn't be saved. So now God is asking us, verse 32, to turn around and do that same thing for other people in our lives. 
How many sins should we forgive of other people? All of them. Verse 32. And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So here's, here's a test for us. Verse 31 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So do, are we still bitter? You know, are there certain people that if their name is mentioned, bitter words would come out of our mouths? Well, then we need to work on verse 32 because we really haven't forgiven them from a tender heart, just like Christ has forgiven us. Um, so growth, and uh, that's number three, growth in the grace of God. And it goes along with the next one then. Number four, growth in speaking the truth of God. Growth in speaking the truth of God. Um, Ephesians uh, 4.15 here, Ephesians 4.15. But speaking what? The truth in what? In love. May what? Grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So another thing that helps us grow as a Christian when we speak the truth in love. We need to speak the truth, but we need to do it in love. Um, when a baby is born, a baby who has never used his or her vocal cords can open that little mouth wider than you think it can actually open and definitely a lot louder than you would think a noise could ever come out of that little baby. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Those vocal cords which have never been used are suddenly used. Wow, there's a lot of sound that can come out of those vocal cords. And when we get saved, wow, there's a lot of sound that can come out of our vocal cords. And sometimes we are so excited about being forgiven that, that we, just, we just bubble over uh, with the gospel to other people, and that's good. Um, but sometimes we don't show too much grace. And what we find out is that we can really burn people uh, really fast. Notice in Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. And verse 5. So we need to show other people grace. Now, we do need to get the truth to them, but we need to show them grace in doing it. Colossians 4, 5. Walk in wisdom toward them that are what? Without. So we need to walk in wisdom toward those people around us who still don't know Jesus as their Savior. Redeeming the time. Verse 6. Let your speech be always with what? Grace. So when we're talking to other people about the Lord and in general, our speech is to always be with grace. And what is grace? Unmerited, undeserved favor. Uh, and then it goes on, season with what? Salt. Um, how many of you like corn? Sweet corn. Okay. Um, how many of you season it with salt? Some do, some don't. How many of you like peas? Okay. How many of you season peas with salt? Okay. How many of you just like salt? I mean, you just put a, a mound of salt on your plate. No peas, no corn. Okay. Now, why would you do that? 
Well, you'd be mighty thirsty if that's what you ate, as a, as a mound of salt. Um, so it's so easy for us to burn people. If you have a cut in your hand and you're handi- handling French fries or something with a lot of salt on, or if you have a cut on your lip and you're eating something with salt, it can really burn. And when we get saved, we can really burn people real fast. And the problem is then is that we get them to a, a point where we're, every time we open our mouth, we burn them, and pretty soon they say, don't talk to me about that subject again, ever. Uh, we just burn them. So here's the, the instruction for us, verse 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to what? Answer every man. So it's, we need that salt in our, in our speech, in our lives, to bring people to that point of salvation, but not burning them. So here's, here's the growth um, in our lives that, that we need as Christians. It starts getting born into God's family. It starts receiving Jesus Christ as Savior. And then we need to be in the Word of God. That's number two, bringing in the sincere milk of the Word. Then we need growth and the grace of God uh, and growth speaking the truth of God. I pray this week that God could use us. Someone handed out that track in Baltimore, Maryland, and that man got saved. Um, let's, let's be seed sowers. And what times of the day are we supposed to be seed sowers? All day, morning and evening. I pray that we would do that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for your great grace to us. I pray, Father, if there should be any here today who have never yet been saved, I pray today they would humble themselves, be sorry for their sin before you, and ask the Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty in the flesh, who gave his life and his blood for their sin. Ask him to save them and cleanse them and to give them a new life serving you. I pray you'd help us as Christians to be seed sowers, to not be discouraged, but to be patient, sowing the seed morning and evening all day long. And we'll thank you, Lord, for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our hymn books, please.